All right, welcome to the Empowerment Perspective Podcast. I go by the name of Demisa and Josie, alongside... Spencer's here. How you doing, sir? I'm doing well. It's hot outside. Can you tell them where we are right now? Yeah, we in the A. In the A, Atlanta. Absolutely, A's down. You know, I folded, man. I didn't check the weather when we came down here, and I brought jeans down. I even brought a hoodie. <laughs> I was like, yo, where am I going? I forgot that I am in the South. You got to get yourself an assistant. You need some help. I need an insider. We talked about that on the radio podcast the other mm-hmm. day. I need an insider. I need somebody that's going to come to my room with the white gloves on, pour my water, and tell me how to dress. That's what okay. I need from the insider. I, I think that's the next stage for us. The insider? <laughs> yeah, and a bit. You got to get a little bit more petty so we can get that. Well, we got guests on the show, and I'm trying to get them to motivate me to be even more petty because they started talking about this free champagne. Let's mm. go. We're going to talk about that free champagne in a minute. Because I I didn't know that we were supposed to get free champagne. It wasn't in the email that we got. Mm. We're going to write that on the book. They got an evaluation thing that we got to put down the speaker. Down the book. No, I'm going to ask for that and my speaker. (laughs) So we were down here talking about um, Hip Hop 101, how to reach and teach today's hip hop generation. How do you think Mm -hmm. our little presentation went today? I think it went well. I think we had a lot of fun. And I think that we're actually able to open up some minds. Mm. I'm going to call you out, though, because I'm going to be petty. Okay. Because you forgot one of the pillars of hip hop. I forgot too. I don't think anybody realized it. I just started making stuff up. <laughs> you better be glad I was paying attention because usually I don't pay attention. Listen, I asked for an assistant. You was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. But my man, he answered it for you and then, you know, we got nah, to it was wrong. It was wrong. I just went with it. It was wrong. Yeah, that's fine. That's all right. You live and you learn. Yes. So we have some people in the building, some special guests in the building. Uh, we met these people. They don't know us. We in some mm-hmm. crazy room right now. The door is shut. But yeah. they're brave enough to come on live with us yeah. and talk about some educational topics. So we definitely appreciate you guys being in the building with us. Oh, so yes. um, we're going to start all the way down, ladies first. Yes. I ain't going to tell the people what you just did. <laughs> Please don't. Please. <laughs> so, Let's keep it in here. <laughs> keep, keep it in here. Keep it in the closet. You don't try. We'll keep it in the closet. We're going to come out sooner or later. Can you let the people know who you are, where you're from, and what you are doing? Well, I am Bria Robinson. I am from Baltimore, Maryland, and I am a teacher for a middle school in Baltimore City. Mm, got the middle school kids. Mm-hmm. Mm, why would you choose to do that? They're fun. So I know people <laughs> there's, there's disagree, but they are fun kids. and they keep the job interesting and just fun. Uh, All right, wait, wait, I have to ask this question. Okay. One of my favorite shows was The Wire. Do you guys really be playing dice in the classroom? No, we we do not we do not encourage that. Um, if they do it outside of the school, that's okay. But mm-hmm. we know school is for you know mm-hmm. an agenda, so we. Okay. we uh, <laughs> the reason that I ask is because one of one of our friends, uh, uncle, we're going to call him uncle. Um, yeah, we were actually talking to staff members, and uncle started talking about why we should be teaching the kids, um, and he brought up playing dice in the classroom. It's like, yeah, you know, see little four, five, six, mm-hmm. they crack all that stuff he started. He was doing that doing presentation. Yes, he we was. were giving presentation <laughs> on like. And he said that happens outside. In he said, no, he encouraged it. And, and he referenced the wire. He's like, hey, control the wire. This is what we did. <laughs> Probability. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Turning into a math problem. <laughs> yeah, so. Probability, man. You can turn anything into an educational experience, mm-hmm. but. Um, I had dice games, though. <laughs> it's, it's a community, you know, activity. No. <laughs> it's community activity. That's awesome. So how long you been doing this? I've been teaching for four years. Oh. I've been teaching at my current school for two years. Mm. So why? Why did you get an education? 
I started off working on a psychology unit or a behavior unit, mm-hmm. and I would, one day I was doing academics with them, and I just liked the the piece of seeing progress mm-hmm. and actually um, helping students overcome certain disabilities. I teach special education, mm-hmm. so overcoming um, you know trauma and disabilities and everything. So, well, here's the thing: I really don't buy into the whole label of special ed. I think I, that we all learn differently. Mm-hmm. And I think anytime something happens outside the norm, we try to put a label on it. That is that that is a conversation, but um, or people have said it before. However, there is a universal design for learning for all students. So mm-hmm. that is true. However, there are students who um, have certain processing disorders or um, who learn differently and they need certain accommodations. It's mm-hmm. very individualized. So there is a need in yeah. let's call it autism. Learn. That's let's, we, say, let's call it they learn at a special ed- pace. Education is a thing. Like students with autism mm-hmm. who are especially disabled or um, behavior. So, But mm-hmm. there is a... I would say too many students being placed in special ed mm-hmm. or um, misdiagnosed. Mm-hmm. So that I wouldn't say we don't need it, but no, I'm, not I agree. That. I'm sorry if that's what you're saying. <laughs> All I was saying is that anytime we, we have a group that doesn't perform as the norm, mm-hmm. we give them a label. Yeah. And I don't think that's fair because yeah, every not. one of us are all different. Yeah. But I think you do an outstanding job. Mm. Well, let's make some noise for this guy. All right, we're going to go right down the line. And his brother came to me at the end of the session. Um, he said that he got some stuff from us. So somebody mm-hmm. learned something. Thankfully. Yeah, uh, learn today. So introduce yourself, what you do, and where you're from. Yeah, man, my name is uh, Justin Mood. I go by Mr. Mood. Uh, I teach fifth grade, Chester, South Carolina. I'm going into my fourth year of teaching. Uh, yeah, I, I, I do music. Um, I've just recently started. I mean, I, I had... Uh, and I guess that's even before teaching, you know, every, every guy, you know, uh, young black guys always trying to figure out the way out. You know, we idolize these these other black males that we happen to see. You know, you have the dope boys, you have the the, uh, the rappers, everything like that. You know, I learned a lot of my teachers were rappers, you know, mm-hmm. um, hip hop, that sort of thing. Um, so it got to the point where, hey, man, you, you the reality is, you know, everybody can't go to the league. Everybody can't, you know, really do this and still support your family or, or your lifestyle and, and make it up out someplace. So I had to, you know, figure it out along the way. Um, I ended up teaching. It was just something that was in there for me. Um, but then I started back doing music along with the kids. That was a way to connect. And it's, it's crazy because, you know, it's, it's, you know, not to bring God into the situation, but he, he's always there. You know, they'll put you in positions to where, you know, mm-hmm. man, I get to use a, a talent or, or a gift mm-hmm. to, to help relate to him. Um, so... Uh, yeah, that's that's that man, and um, um, fourth year teaching, still figuring out, and, and I'm glad you know, I got to come here and really and see, cause it's one thing to you know see somebody on TV, but mm-hmm. for someone to be in front of you and say, hey, and I'm I'm 25, so it's like, how can I be like you? Or not mm-hmm. and say, how can I be? How yeah, old I was? yeah, man, no, <laughs> for real though, cause it's just like you know, a lot of times you, you see these people, and it's like, man, like people don't know two changes, you know, right. in in his 30s, you know, that right. sort of thing. You think you're gonna skip from point. A to B, you know, you got to go to A, B, C, D, you know, right. you, you got to go go it's through process. it. Um, yeah, it's yeah. a process, so, yeah, yeah. not taking too much time, but yeah. One of the things we talk about in terms of um, people finding their passion and their purpose in life, and people ask me all the time, like, how do I find that? And it's that thing mm-hmm. that comes to you so naturally, you don't mm-hmm. have to think about it. And I feel like music is that for you. 
You know what I'm saying? And you now your job and your duty is to be able to use that to influence you know the world and, and don't just think South Carolina. Like you know what I mean? Have that passion to to spread your your message to the world and. Um, now it's the training ground for you in the yeah. classroom. You know what I'm saying to get that message ready. Ooh. And if I could, I'm do I'm do a quick plug. I, I don't think right. think I told you. Um, I, I started out with with my single. Uh, it's called Mr. Move. It's on YouTube. Everything like that. Just trying to push it, but it, it wasn't even a thing where oh I'm trying to be big and famous. It was one of those things where hey my kids they they saw it. It was like man, you know I let them pick their songs. We listen to Fetty Wap. If that's when Fetty Wap was real big and everything, and they were like I'll still like hey. I play his favorite album, and they'll say, Mr. Moon, put on your song. Mm. It's like, man, it's something here. I'm not trying to push myself on you. Mm. Um, so I've been just pushing that, and I, I, I got him in the video and everything. I got my little refund check. <laughs> like, you know, teachers don't get paid a whole lot with, with rap and everything. You got to invest, invest yeah. something. But um, it, it's done wonders, man. What's your um, YouTube page? Uh, it's, uh, if you type in Mr. Moon, it's up there. Um, my name is Justin Moon. You type that in, you'll yeah, find you it. Spell it uh, Mr. Moon, M-R dot M-O-O-D. Mm. And Justin Moon, J-U-S-T-I-N. Uh, M-O-O-D um, It's just starting up I don't know exactly Where it's going and it's, it's more about Empowerment And, and motivating You know um, Even as far as teachers Like you know We can do the same things That the the motivational speakers Do for us We can do the same mm-hmm. thing That rappers Education You know Is that That kind of That gateway That gateway Everybody has a story About teachers mm-hmm. Who either Did something Negative Or something positive mm-hmm. You know I'm just trying to be On the positive side So yeah, exactly. Let's make some noise man. Next guest, I gotta thank this brother because he saved me about forty dollars. I was going down there and I was hungry. And he was like, "Yo, don't go to that spot. They want to dub for some salad." And I was like, "No, I ain't gonna go over there." Twenty-four yeah. fifty. I looked at the sign. I was like, "It's twenty-four fifty. I about four dollars." So he really was plus tips. So there's probably been a good forty bucks at the end of the day. Um, introduce yourself. Where you, where you do and where you from? Uh, my name is Terrell Hammond. I am from Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh, work at Capital City Lighthouse Charter School. Mm-hmm. And there I am the culture coordinator. Uh, for those who don't know exactly what that means or is, it's kind of like the English students, behavior-wise, and, you know, mm-hmm. set the culture for the kids around the school. And make sure everybody, you know, stay in the flow. Mm-hmm. Okay. My nephew has a, has a, uh, a similar position. Now, were you nominated for like support staff for the year or anything like that for sure? Uh, no, not formally. But, okay. No, the reason um, I bring it up because he, he lost to a really good teacher and he didn't want to say it, but I told her, I said, listen, he really don't like you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he don't like you because he lost. My nephew doesn't like to lose. I don't like to lose and I'm petty. Right, I am too. Uh, <laughs> but, um, unfortunately, we don't, we don't, we, we don't have the teachers here, but I have been told, you know, that Keep up the good work. Keep up the good work. Make an impact. You you go ahead and be the the people's champ. And you start, Mm -hmm. you you guys go back, like next week, will you go back year year long? No, we uh, we just got out on June 13th. We go back August 10th or 11th. Yeah, when you show up, right? Show up with a chain on. So why did you get an education? Well, upon graduating, 05, um, you know, of course, like every college student looking for a job, and uh, I guess it was God's calling, you know, like Justin said, not the religious thing, but um, I've always, since 05, I've worked with kids, mm-hmm. so, I mean, 13 years of working with kids, mm-hmm. kind of feel like I'm 
ten toes down. Mm-hmm. Got you. Got you. Really How it goes. Let's make some noise. Save me some money. Appreciate it. We got one more. We got one more in the building. She was like, I don't want to be on. I don't like the way my voice sounds. We're going to make sure you get on this podcast somehow. She's like, since you asked me, just give it to me. So introduce yourself. Where you from and what you do. I am Mr. Taylor. I'm from Baltimore, Maryland. Um, And I am a behavioral specialist slash academic support specialist. Mm-hmm. Um, so that pretty much deals with like the climate and culture of the school. Mm-hmm. And also um, I aid students who don't necessarily have those um, folders or IEPs and things like that. Kind of help them with critical thinking, mm-hmm. how to process what's happening in the class, helping them to be engaged, making um, learning interactive, which kind of pulled me into your seminar because I um, kind of side with the students when they say that the classrooms are very, very boring. No, and they're very, very dry. And education is just a lot of auditory stuff is happening. Mm-hmm. And children love to move around. Mm-hmm. And I love to move around as an adult. So why are we sitting and just listening constantly? Mm-hmm. So um, I appreciate you all's seminar earlier. Yeah, I appreciate you being on the podcast yeah. even though you said you wasn't going to be on it. I knew you couldn't resist too much fun. Thank you for having us. Make some noise. So I guess we want to dig into just some general educational topics. Like, let's just talk about education in general. Like, what do you see to be uh, the major issue, and how can we fix that particular major issue when it comes to, to the system itself? Yeah, man, I've been uh, I've been teaching for four years. Um, that's the question I, 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 I struggle with daily. You know, what what's the purpose? Am I am I trying to build you up for this world? Am I trying to build you up so you can you can go work? So you can you can be your own man, woman. So you can chase your dreams, that sort of thing. You know, um, I think really school is to stimulate, you know, the the potential of that child. You know, just whatever. I don't know what what you're gonna be. I'm like y'all said. I'm just here with you through this chapter. I don't know where you're gonna go, who you're gonna be. You might be the next. You know, chemist. They like kids like make slime in class. You know, it's like should I be the one to say, oh, slime's bad, or should I be there? You know, this is the the. This is a whole field you could go in. This is the, the science part of it. You can be pretty good at this. Should I boost you up, or should it be, oh, pay attention, follow directions? I, I do believe it's a balance. You know, I don't just throw all the rules out the out the window. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm always trying to teach you. You know, we just got this little bit of time. Just trying to teach you how to survive. Okay. Fifth grade, you go into middle school, you start getting written off. You know, you start getting placed in this whole little box over here. Whether or not you know you get in the honors classes or, or you know CP, which you might not be thinking about it now, but that could be the difference between you saving some some money if you want to go to school. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, man, I, I I I think one of the major issues is we don't have like a set goal nowadays. Like for a lot of people, it's different goals. Like should you be raising people up to you know know that a lot of the stuff that they see isn't necessarily the truth, and be able to find the truth for yourself, mm-hmm. or is it to just tell you yeah, this is this? Because once upon a time they said Pluto was you know. The ninth planet, but now you realize, you know, oh, Pluto is, is now downgraded. You know, it's, it's no longer a planet. So it's just like that. Yeah, I want to teach you how. I want to teach you how to think, not necessarily what to think. I think. Right. That's really yeah. important to get these kids to learn how to think. And I, I go into social studies classes all the time, and I said to these middle school kids, I said, "Listen, we've been lying to you since the beginning of school. I said, in 1492, we told you Christopher Columbus discovered America. Did these teachers have been lying to you from the beginning? So why should you believe us now?" Like you need to really think and be critical about the things that, you know, that's being presented to you. Yeah. Um, well, coming from 
a classroom perspective, just the teachers early, like you said, making the instruction fun. Mm-hmm. And looking from the overall perspective, teachers are not prepared to be in a classroom. Mm-hmm. So you have teachers quitting in the middle of the year, um, high turnover rate and everything. And it's, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Or just, yeah, they're just okay. leaving students. Um, some classrooms with, without teachers, it's like happening really in Baltimore. So um, it's a students see that and they sit at home as well. So it's a, from the overall picture, um, just preparing teachers, mm. preparing teachers for the classroom. Okay. I agree with this. And then in the classroom, just engagement, you know. Um, being able to reflect on your teaching and say, okay, I need to try something different. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think these schools did, the colleges do a good job preparing people that's for, just, for the classroom. One of the things that I advocate all the time is go substitute. Go substitute and learn what that environment is. Learn, um, you know, what your role could be in that particular environment. You know, you walk in there and they shut that door, man, them kids, man. <laughs> you and the kids. <laughs> like, you ain't prepared for that. Anybody else want to weigh in, in in terms of what the, the issue is? I know for me personally, from an administrative perspective, I just think we push differentiated instruction on our teachers all the time. Like Not everyone learns the same way, but our schools are di- differentiated, the way we run our schools. And we still get that kind of better approach and still got the Board of Education and the top-down model. I said, it don't make sense. My school looks different than yours. They should run completely different than yours. And I think that's one of the major issues, besides the fact, which I alluded to in, in the talk, that... Our operating in the way that they move out of the you know cells and, and things of that nature. It's the exact same thing. So what message do you these kids? Like you know what I mean? that, that's, we're giving that to them as an option. Like we're preparing you more for that than, than real life. And it's, and it's a shame. It's really, really a shame. Somehow we gotta figure out a way to get this young lady a microphone so if we can take that out of your ear and um, pat it on the side. <laughs> so I forgot to introduce a uh, young lady. She's been to New Jersey one time, I believe. Twice. Yeah, twice. Twice. Yeah. Twice. 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 So introduce yourself and where you are from and what you do. I'm Donnie Harris, and I'm from Edmond, Oklahoma, and I'm a school counselor. Wait, how'd you get to Newark from Oklahoma? <laughs> Um, we went, my husband and I, before we were married, we went to Rocksteady Anniversary, Rocksteady Anniversary um, for two years in a row. And it's out of New York City and Newark. It's like a week long. Okay. All right. I'm a little tired. Yeah, go how, ahead. How did you, how did he convince you to go to Newark? I, um, I actually uh, planned the trip. This is your idea? Yeah. So how did you convince him to go to Newark? Um, well, he's... All into hip hop, so that was his thing. So, but it was, yeah. I mean, it was very interesting. So yeah. Planned the trip. Uh huh. To him, and you went. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and speaking of dice, like our first time we were in Newark, uh, we actually had to walk around a dice game. We were leaving the big concert. It was a a very dark street, and it was yeah, very interesting. No, we were we were we kind of walked around. I think they were into the game and you won, and they wanted man. No, 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 no. We walked around. Oh man, we were we we avoided that area. <laughs> Welcome. Why did you get an education? Um, 
I think, like, I was the first one in my family really to go to college mm. and to graduate from college. Mm. And really, I didn't have a lot of professions, like, to even look up to except teaching. And so I babysit a lot, and I just said, hey, I guess I'm good at this, and I'll do it. This is the second person we've interviewed who had a story about either babysitting, <laughs> they lined up their dolls, and they would teach in the class. Uh-huh. And that's how I remember I think mm-hmm. the girl in the yeah. lady, um, and I had a teacher that wasn't as friendly. Uh, my first and second grade teacher, she wasn't very nurturing. So I also was, I remember at a young age saying, I want to teach, but I will not be like her. <laughs> I want to flip the conversation to how we can help parents prepare their kids more for your classroom than the things that you do um, at your school. So anybody want to jump in on how we can... Uh, yeah, I'm leaning. I'll get you. Well, I'm glad you're wanting to do it. To break me personally, you know, you know, being on the same page with the parents, whatever your communication is with them as far as behavior or curriculum is, you know, get it going and stick to it, you know. And if the parent is lacking, then you know, step your part up. To reach out to him, so that if little Johnny come home with a D or F, mm. or little Johnny got a sad face, it won't be a surprise to you because mm. you know if you haven't reached out to me, I reached out to you. Mm. So the lines, the line needs to stay connected instead of mm. you know sometimes connect, sometimes not. Mm. And that's me personally. That's what I've seen mm. as far as culture going to school. The ones who kind of bring the culture down are the ones who. Mm parents that you might barely see or the parents who's not going to answer the phone call or, you know, something like that. Right. What are some of the things you do in uh, Baltimore? Um, I think the first things we try to do is, like, pull the parents in and just help them to understand that we're not only teaching students, but we are developing um, future leaders mm-hmm. and community contributors. Mm-hmm. So if you come from a standpoint of that, I'm teaching you to prepare you for the world. Mm-hmm for engagement, for interactions, for relationships. This is the basis for community. This is the basis for life. That's all you know as a child is school. And then once you leave school, you enter in the world with the same concept that you had in school. So that's really how um, we try to talk to parents and get them to engage education from that standpoint. So I don't care what you want to be. I don't care what you want to do. My only thing is, are you respectful? You know, do you look out for your neighbor? How do you care about the community around you? How do you contribute to the community around you? Mm-hmm. That's really um, where community is part So that's really um, the standpoint that we come from to kind of engage parents. Because some parents don't value school. Mm-hmm. But do you value your child being able to walk in a community and be an upstanding citizen? Mm-hmm. Do you value that? Because most children, oh, I don't teach my child to be like that, and I don't teach my child to be like this. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So then that means that we can come from a standpoint of respect, mm-hmm. of brotherly love, mm-hmm. of things like that, so that you can focus in class, mm-hmm. so you can at least participate or try your hardest, because right. that's all life is really about. Um, so I want to switch gears. We're getting too serious here, so we like to have a little bit of fun on our yeah. podcast, so we're going to ask you some questions. Just be honest with them. That's all we're going to ask. See, Mr. Kareem Spence here is known as Mr. Petty. There's a reason why he's known as Mr. Petty, because he is petty. And he's going on his mission to have people embrace their pettiness. It's important. Hey. Who said no? She's ready to battle. She said no? I just said, I don't know. I don't know about it. We're going to find out. I got a feeling there's something 
got it that in me. We created on this on this podcast to be able to tell right now if a person is petty or not. Okay. So let's talk marriage rings. Say it again. Marriage rings. Okay. Can you say it again? Marriage rings. I got it. <laughs> so do you think that you should spend just as much as your are you married or no? No. Okay. Should you spend as much as your husband wants to spend for your rent? No. That's why. Why not? Because I am the hmm. center. That's petty. Can I have always I'm the only girl. I've always been spoiled by my parents and my brothers, so I just feel like you know when you when it comes to like stuff like that, cosmetic like your, your ring. Mm-hmm. Men don't care about stuff like that. Yeah, we do. He um, does. He's petty. So, you know. My husband has a big ring. <laughs> <laughs> stuff like, you know, that I, I, I think that women should really get what they want. The marriage also should be a, a unit. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm thinking honestly. I have to disagree. <laughs> you just said that you should have. You guys don't care what you went to the wedding. You, you know, we can't do all of that kind of stuff. We, we, you know, help you. You guys don't schedule, you know, all that kind of stuff. We do all that stuff. So I think that one thing. You know, the reason why we do that. <laughs> you know, I, I was right there with my wife. I was picking out stuff. And at the end of the day, she was like, she's going to do whatever she wants to do anyway. So why am I, just tell me how much it costs and we're going to ride out without mm-hmm. seeing you at the wedding. How about that? Or first, we're going, you're going to argue with me anyway. So say we have a budget for our rings mm-hmm. and... I really want this. I really want this ring. And here's more expensive than you. Yeah. Or, or, you know, when you say, Dad, I want to get this for her, you you would sacrifice, right? Whoa, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. Whoa, whoa. Why is it just seems like it's one-sided? Right. Right. They got to die. In life, (laughs) (laughs) if I'm on that boat and you... They in the water, mm-hmm. and then he's in the water. She doing that little piece of plate or whatever. Tell me why he, she couldn't share that with him. Why she have to let him mm. out? That's petty. Let me chime in. He tried to get on the thing with her. She didn't let him out. She didn't let him out. He made the choice. He said, no, you stay on there. Yeah, he made the choice. He knew. Yes, but that was not her choice. That was his choice. But I would have been like, you get on here. We're going to make this work. She was too cold to even think. I think she pushed the hair in the water and was like, see you later. She had that ring on her already. She said that dying in her pocket. Yes, it is. Oh, okay, it was like four hours too long for me. <laughs> the whole long. thing? That whole movie was too long. They could just went right to the end. We knew the ship was sinking. This is the end of the story. Yeah, we already knew the end of it. Is anyone else in denial of that pettiness that we can help you work it through? She's no, I know I'm petty. She's accepted her pettiness. I accepted my pettiness. What about Newark down there? You accept your pettiness? Oh, we don't rock Um, I mean, I'm petty in some areas. I probably couldn't pinpoint them right now. Tell us more. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. 
I, I really couldn't pinpoint anything. But I feel I feel that I try to do a good job about being equal with my marriage. I've it's I said try. Never <laughs> um my husband and I we've been together for um fifteen years. Wow. Yeah. Um married nine and six years before we were married. We're, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we share a lot. And, um, I mean, even with before having children, um, we had a big discussion about what our roles would be before having children. And, uh, yeah. Why would I have any roles? Um, I have this conversation all the time, too. Yeah. Well, like, I don't get it. Like, when well, it's come time to take out the trash, oh, it's a man's job to take out the trash. Mm. But when it comes time to do the dishes, oh, I got to help you do the dishes all of a sudden. Mm. I thought we had rules here. Now, now, I will say that I do um, like for my husband to take out trash, but yes, I like to share the dishes. But See, I usually do the tight. dishes. Share the, share the trash. I said there are times, yes. <laughs> but we do a lot of equal sharing. Mm-hmm. And we talked about how when having children that I wasn't going to be the only one raising the kids, that it was going to be equal. And he is a hands-on daddy, and he is a wonderful daddy and he has the kids right now by himself so yes oh no i didn't leave him a big list i left him some options of food options to eat mm. but give us more what, <laughs> what can they have and what can't they have uh well we're vegetarians okay yeah mm. so, so um, you have any soda um no my kids don't drink soda they're two and they're two. My husband drinks soda. Mm-hmm. So you don't uh, give them a Oh, no, no, no. No, I, no, my son, who has five, he won't drink it. If he takes a drink, he thinks it's gross. Because mm-hmm. he, it, it's too busy for him. So it kind of burns. So. Oh, he would tell me if I asked him, yeah. He doesn't really know how to lie like that yet. Yeah. But he does have lemonade and sweet juices that, that are just as bad for you. So Daddy will stop and get him lemonade. Let's go over to the fellas, because it's kind of hard for men to raise their pettiness, except for this one, you probably first So are you petty? I've been told. I've been told. I've been told. My girlfriend, she tells me I am. I probably am. You accepted it? Yeah, yeah. Look, look, it's... it's Hey, I am where I am. Yeah. Well, yeah. Take it or leave it. Do you Take remind it. her how petty you are? Oh, she gets reminded. I let her win. Like we don't, we don't argue, spats anything. I don't see it. It's like you win. Mm-hmm. You got it. You, you got it. Yeah, you got it. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll bring something up later. Yeah, you remember earlier? You, you, you met. Makes <laughs> like yeah, it's like, you know how to get that. Yeah. What to say to you? Yeah. You got out. it. Yeah. So. Um, I'm basically uh, pretty much take the bow down road because mm. I mean. Just, I guess I, I guess I can't just actually pinpoint mm. where my pity is arrow points, but pretty sure everybody pity in America. For real. Home of the pity. Land of the pity. And this is when women get really petty. Because they'll bring up something you did five years ago. Like, you remember that? <laughs> no. No, no, I don't. Wrong time. I don't remember any of them. It has that memory, period. You don't forget everything. Selective. We choose to forget Selective. it. <laughs> we had stats in the NFL. <laughs> 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 
to you and to recall at any moment to have a conversation. So you need that. We need that stuff. <laughs> stories. What we did three years ago. Clear out the stories. One more question before we get out of here because we got to prepare for our panel discussion. Hopefully, y'all come to the panel discussion. There's some people um, on there um, that's going to talk about at-risk and how to reach at-risk uh, youth. So we gonna, we've been asked to bring some flavor to the panel discussion, so we're going to have some fun and, and as well. But because this is hip-hop, we talk about hip-hop, what are you listening to? What is in your playlist? The top Three things that's in your playlist. Well, she's ready. She's I, um, yes, I'm listening to So Everything Is Love. That just came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I do appreciate it. I was looking at how Apple Music kind of um, gave it its title. Like, mm-hmm. it's a couples therapy kind of thing. Um, but I do like that they're working through whatever their issues may be, however people feel about it. Um, I do like it. I do like that album. I also um, am definitely feeling um, J. Cole's album right mm-hmm. now. Um, and I really still am stuck on damn. Like I'm still stuck yeah, on Kendrick okay. a little Kendrick. bit. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely feeling that right now. Heavy rotation, all three. I respect that list. I got you. Who's got the mic over here? Oh, um, <laughs> well, her and I are very musically connected. So <laughs> the Carters, um, J Cole right now, and Cardi B, and <laughs> that's like one of my. I know. I know. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm not even saying it from the content standpoint. I just think musically that album is, is suffering a little bit. I think the expectations was too much. Cardi B. Cardi B. Cardi B. Yeah. Mm. I think that her first song, the single, um, I don't think she, this is my opinion, that she's ever going to be able to top it. Mm. I really don't. Mm. I think that's probably going to be. That's what everyone keeps saying, but she, she's still number no, one. No, she's still oh, she going to sell, yeah. but I don't think that as far as a song, that was a really big song. Yeah. Did you go straight for Cardi B? No, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, the last album that I listened to. <laughs> the last album that I listened to that I was very scary was uh, Kanye's, but um, yeah, it, it was scary. Um, yeah. Oh, well, he talked about uh, killing. Kim and stuff like that. So we. Why do you want to kill? I didn't listen. To, I still. Oh. I got it on my phone. Listen to it. Yeah. Well, I want to hear. Why? Why do you want to kill Kim? Um, I don't know. Like, he, there was a whole song about it. Yeah, like, but I love myself. He's basically just. He says that he's just saying things that everybody else thinks. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he's saying. He says something, and I agree. I, I do love me. I love mm-hmm. me some me. Nobody's ever gonna love yeah. me. That's what he said. So he's on your rotation. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I just listened to his album, but so what else um, you, got? you got two more. Well, I mean, Beyonce, of course, she's mm-hmm. always, but um, but Kendrick Lamar is. Like, yeah. you know. mm-hmm. I'm asking you two a different question. Okay. Uh-huh. You can take three albums with you. Okay. Mm-hmm. The apocalypse is coming. You can take three hip hop albums with you mm-hmm. to yeah. change the course of hip hop music. What three albums are you taking? It doesn't necessarily be hip hop albums. But what three albums are you taking? It's a tough question. Yeah. I'm either uh, so one and one and two. I'm have to either give it to. Now it's a, it's a generational thing, so I'm have to give it to Carter three, Carter two, when the last one just to come up the gate and see. Right now it's a lot out there. I have to give it uh, Kendrick. Just give me that. I'll give that. If I had to take three with me, I'm gonna take. Uh, I don't know how old the panel is, but I'm 36. Yeah, so I would take UGK Ryan Murray. Okay. Uh, 
of course, my man, Tupac, all eyes on me. And uh, that third one, I'm probably going to have to go with, uh, I got to take some love with him. I'm going to take Donnell Jones with him. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, yeah. Hey. Curveball yeah. ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. That's, I, I like yeah. it. I like it. Shout I'm out to Future, though. I like Shout it. out to Future. Yeah. Though. I was just listening to the Superfly soundtrack and mm-hmm. cracking with it a little bit. I need that either. All right. So... We got to get out of here soon, so we thank you guys for being a part of the podcast. Yeah. Appreciate and hopefully you. Hopefully you enjoy your time down in the A. And um, like I said, we'll be hanging out all weekend. We're trying to find something to do tonight and tomorrow. So if anybody knows what to do in the A, let us know. But um, Champagne downstairs. Champagne downstairs. Definitely hitting <laughs> up the champagne. Oh, celebrating tonight. 24.50 lunch. <laughs> oh, don't forget to find out the life I'm water. technically oh. correct. Um, that salad was actually fourteen sixty five. Mm, yeah, it wasn't okay. twenty four. Okay. The salad and the pasta. So was it good? Yes, it was. Okay, I think okay. the spot is called twenty. I think the price. I think it's called twenty. Yeah, it's called twenty four. Oh, I'm sorry. I know the bread was twenty dollars. Hey, for real. The salad was actually really good. The pasta, I stayed away from it, but they said it was very good. So we like to end this podcast with today's lesson. I'm doing today's lesson, and today's lesson is. Just simply about communicating and meeting people. So we came down here to Atlanta. Um, I got here at midnight. My partner was here a little bit earlier. And every time we go to a city, we like to just meet people after these discussions. And I feel like we've met some real people that's doing some wonderful things in education. So I I encourage everyone to listen to this podcast and to take a little bit of gems um, of what they had to say back to either your classrooms, your homes, your businesses. And let's just make this world a better place, man. Let's just bring this love and and, yeah. and brotherlyhood and, and all that stuff and, you know, make connections and, and keep building. There's some great some great people out here who are doing great things. Um, but these children need us. These families need us. And um, it, it just doesn't make sense why this world and this country isn't in a better place. So mm-hmm. let's just keep working and making those connections. And um, until next time, um, we're on the radio again. We'll probably drop this podcast hopefully this weekend if I got time for it. We're on the radio again June 30th for those of you in South Jersey at uh, 99.9 FM. Got a couple of guests. My man Gary Montrose is coming through. Um, I believe we have Donald Campbell coming through. Um, and I do believe I got Thayne Wright coming back on the show. So it's going to be a celebration up in there. We're going to drop some information about mental health, um, disabilities, and uh, my man Gary about uh, just Gary. Gary being Gary. I like Gary. Uh, shout out to him. So until next time, stay in power.